Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. Welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway, where you'll learn the keys to building a profitable speaking business from speaking industry pros. Each week, we interview a great guest who will share his or her speaking journey, identify what their keys to success have been, and highlight some critical mistakes they've made along the way that you'll want to avoid. Be sure to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. I'm your host, and I'm excited to welcome as my guest today, Ellis Kirkpatrick. Ellis loves telling stories to her grandchildren, so she decided to write down those stories. Her children then said she needed to share them with others. During the process of learning what it takes to write, publish, and market books, she learned to create positive changes in her clients' writing and find ways to guide their ideas into the reality of their vision, moving forward with their life in a creative and constructive way. She's had great success with her clients in either a group or one-on-one -on -one coaching. What that means for her clients is that she's able to help them with guidance in their journey to get them to their vision of success their way and doing so with how writing, publishing, and doing business has changed in today's world. She also loves to deliver talks at conferences, seminars, schools, and other events to help people notice any limited thinking they might have and teach them ways of thinking to support reaching their goals and ambitions in life. She absolutely loves what she's doing and finds it very rewarding to see her clients soar into the achievement of their visions and dreams. She's a wife, mother of four, and grandmother of 15. She's a speaking, guiding coach and mentor, a podcaster, and is heavily involved in collaborative book projects. She guides unpublished writers to get their story into the hands of readers and guides entrepreneurs to take their first step into their vision of success. Welcome, Ellis Kirkpatrick, to the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Thank you, Brett. I'm really honored to be here on your show. Well, I'm, I'm happy to have you here because certainly, you know, books are something that any speaker should have. And so, so we're going to dive into books in, in a little bit more detail later on. But you mentioned that you're, you know, you love to get out and speak and all that. So tell me about your speaking journey specifically. How did you get involved in it in the first place? Do you consider yourself a keynoter, a platform seller? Or are you just doing it for business building purposes? So why do you speak? And what are maybe some of your biggest tips for success as a speaker? So let's roll back to your journey first. How did you even get started in this crazy industry in the first place? I got started actually through my books and, and because of my grandkids, um, you know, doing the books. And they said, you need to print these so other people can read them. And I thought, no, 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 no. I just did them for you. Nobody else is going to like them. But uh, they proved me wrong. They proved me wrong. I'm, I'm an eight times bestselling author now. And I wouldn't have been there if they hadn't encouraged me. 
But because of that journey, I also found out about speaking. I didn't even know how much was available to the speakers and what the platforms were, the stages, what you could do. And so my journey has pretty much been talking about my books. But as I've gone through, I realize I need to talk about the purpose I have in my life because I want people to know about the value they have in their lives and that they need to pursue their purpose. And a lot of people say, oh, nobody will want to hear me, but it's not true. People want to hear who you are and what you have to say because you come from such a unique perspective. And because of that, your value in you, how you see things, that's what people are really craving right now. So how many years are we going back that the speaking journey began? We're going one year. And that may wow. seem like it's really small to a lot of people, uh -huh. but that is a huge journey going from never speaking, from being a stay-at-home mom, grandma, uh -huh. and and then suddenly be thrust into this world. It's exciting. It's intriguing. It's a lot of learning. It's scary like you wouldn't believe, but you walk through that fear. Fear is not something to let rule your life. You rule it. The fear is there, but it's just a way to learn how to go forward. All right. Well, I'm excited to talk to you about this because a lot of people listening to the show are aspiring speakers. And so they haven't started down that journey yet. You're you're a year down that road now. So what are the initial things that you focused on, LS, as you tried to learn about this entire speaking industry? Well, you hit the keyword there, learn. Learn everything you can. See what people are doing. You're going to see people that really captivate you and capitalize on that. How how did they get to where they are? What are they doing? The other thing is don't be afraid. Even if you're afraid, just keep moving forward. Um, focus on what you really want. What's your purpose? What really lights you up? What what gives you such delight and sharing it with others just makes that delight grow even more. Those are the things you need to think about and then do it, do it, do it. Don't wait to perfect it. Just start doing it. You'll perfect it along the way. So when you're speaking, is your primary focus on fiction or nonfiction authors or all of the above? Actually, my primary focus is on the audience. What do they want? What are they looking for? Um, are they just there to hear a story? Are they there to find out how to write their own book? Are they there because they've written something and they're thinking about maybe after 20 years, it's time I actually publish the book. Um, so, so the focus really isn't on the books itself. It really is on the audience and what they're after. Well, I certainly agree that it's critical to address the, the pain points and primary wants of your audience to get the most bang for your book. So as a speaker, so how do you specifically determine what it is that they want and how you're going to best resonate with them? Well, that's that's kind of easy, actually. That's the easy part. <laughs> um, why are you being a guest speaker? Um what what's the purpose for the whole event that's going on is it like what we're doing now with podcasts that's talking about speaking is it giving tips um and then you kind of kind of feel for your audience if it's a live event mingle with people before the event listen to what they're saying um if there's other speakers see what the other speakers are talking about and then use your speaking to not only enhance what the speakers have, but to give the audience something they haven't received yet. 
You know, that's something I find many speakers are quite weak on, honestly, is doing that homework in advance of a speaking engagement to determine how they can best match up with the needs of that audience. Many go in with the blinders on. It's like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and it doesn't matter what, you know, they really want. I got my canned speech. That's what's going to come out of my mouth, and they can take it or leave it or whatever. So when I think a lot of that, too, is comfort for them because they're they're used to doing things one way, and they're kind of afraid to step out. So when you coach would-be authors, is the coaching that you're doing, and I'm going to go back to kind of in an earlier question in a sense, but are you primarily working with fiction or nonfiction authors in your book coaching that you do? Um, most all of the authors I've worked with are nonfiction. They're writing a book to enhance their business. Your book is your business card now. Not only does it um, show others what your knowledge is, it shows your your history in it, how you've handled problems, how you've, you've celebrated victories, um, who you really are. And I think it's real important with a book that you put your heart into it. And you, you talk to the person, um, just like you're, we're talking now, you don't have to write that way, but you need to come across as, as that person is the most important person right now. The message you have is directly to them. Then it addresses anyone who will pick up the book. So obviously any speaker should be an author. I mean, we can all agree on that. So right. you've written eight books, you said. I've written eight books, so we're on the same you know, level there or whatever. I, I actually, actually have 20 books. I just counted wow. them yesterday. Because oh, somebody wow. asked you, me. You put me in, left me in the dust. You put me to shame. <laughs> Sorry. You embarrassed no, me on my own show. I'm an over, no, no, I'm an overachiever <laughs> when it comes to writing. I just, like I, you said earlier, I love it. I so here's, really a, here's, love here's a question associated with that. For the nonfiction author who wants to be a speaker, what makes a book a good book? Wow, that's a tough question. Um, it's tough and it's not. What makes a good book is, are you telling it from your heart? Are you telling it um, just that you want to give facts? You want to make it exciting for your, your reader. You want them to be interested in it. You don't want to give them all of your information because you want to speak about it. You want to get them as a client. Um, you want to have them come to you and ask more questions. Um, so you're really in your book, you're giving the highlights, but you need to do it in a way that's engaging and interesting. So one of my favorite questions to ask my guests always, LS, is, all right, bury your soul a little bit here. Maybe tell me a mistake you made in your speaking journey. Now, albeit yours, you know, just a year long, but that's fine. So maybe what is, what's a mistake maybe you made in your early career that, you found maybe it was a bit embarrassing at the time, but it was a, there was a lesson learned there and something you advise somebody following in your shoes not to do. I um, prepared for a different speech than what I was asked to do. And so I had, I had to come up with something on the spur of the moment. I was really um, given a gift that a couple of days before they contacted me and they mentioned what I was speaking on and it's like, oh boy. So I didn't have as much time to prepare, but uh, you know, out of the graciousness of other people that came along in those two days, I was actually able to give 
give a pretty good speech. <laughs> All right, so continuing on the vein of mistakes, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see authors make with their book? Not writing it is the biggest mistake. Keeping that idea up here or keeping the manuscript in your laptop or sitting on a shelf somewhere and not doing anything with it. The other thing is thinking you don't need an editor. Now, granted, there are you know six to 12 different kinds of editors, but you absolutely need to get an editor. It's definitely the mistake I made first starting out. It's, you know, I thought editors were for people who sold, you know, hundreds of thousands of books, and it's not. It's for people who are writing their very first book, even. Um, it makes such a difference on having your book professionally edited. You know, I, I would agree with that entirely. I mean, my first seven books were not professionally edited. Now, I, I consider myself a pretty good writer, so they were, I mean, they were still great content and all that. But I was actually yeah. reading one today to repurpose some of the content. I said, oh, there's a typo. Oh, there's a typo. Oh, there's a typo. <laughs> and it's like, man, Brett, how come you didn't catch that? But my last book, the publisher insisted I use a professional editor. And, and granted, it cost a few hundred dollars or whatever, but it was, it was well worth it. The end product was a much better product because of that additional step that was taken. So if you're going to write Absolutely. a book, yes, use a professional editor. All right. So Alice, I'd like to keep, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to add one thing. You mentioned typos. Now, you have to realize you could have three editors. You've got a proofreader. You've got a grammar check. You've got yourself. There's still going to be a typo somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. That's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. Um, but editing, yeah, <laughs> don't skip on that. <laughs> All right, well, else I'd like to give you a couple minutes now to tell people a little bit more about what it is specifically that you do and how they can get involved in your world if they would like to do so. Oh, well, thank you for this. Um, to get involved in my world, you can visit www.lskirkpatrick.com and it has my books on there. Um, shows you where you can find me. Um, my world is changing because I have really focused on what is my purpose. And my purpose is to show people the value they have in themselves now most of the time i know that goes towards you know women 25 to 42 years of age i just seem to resonate with them but i want everyone to know that you are have great value in you you are worthy and you are enough and because of that that makes you so unique and what you have to say is important and people do want to hear it so don't be afraid. Don't let fear stop you. Don't let anybody else stop you. You need to get out there and either write a book or speak. Say All what right. needs to be done, and you'll learn along the way. Well, without a doubt. So I want to thank you, LS, for joining me on this episode of the Spotlight Island Speaking Show and sharing your, the speaking journey of a person fairly new to the industry. So appreciate that viewpoint, certainly, and your expertise on books. So as always, I want to thank everybody for listening or watching in. If you haven't been over to SpotlightOnSpeaking.com, by all means, check it out. You can listen to past episodes as well as register to be notified of upcoming episodes on your favorite service. And as always, I wish you the greatest of success in all that you do. And may this year be your greatest year yet. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week.
thank you for tuning in. And remember to visit our website at SpotlightOnSpeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Until then, our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business. Oh,